Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Good morning, Jesus 911 on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Ruben Nava here. Uh, one man car today. Uh, my partner Jesse is under the weather, so uh, you can remember him in your prayers. Um, I'm sure he'll be back uh, tomorrow. But um, today uh, we, we've got some some good uh, topics to talk about. Um, the talk for one, the pharmaceutical in- industry is uh, creating havoc on the the medical research, and um, and then we also have. Uh, we also are talking about King Charles, who helps organize uh, the Great Reset, and um, and then why are people why do people keep dying unnecessarily? Um, and they're going to keep dying unless we we quit harming them with the COVID jabs. So those are the topics for today. Um, before we get into that, let's uh, let's just talk about Saint John Chrysostom for for a second. It's his uh, feast day today, Saint John Chrysostom. He's uh, known as Golden Mouth or Golden Tongue. He um, is greatest of the Greek fathers. Uh, he was uh, he was uh, studied under um, one of the most famous. Uh, uh, he studied rhetoric under Labanius, one of the most famous orators of his day. And uh, so he, there, he was a priest and a preacher for for a dozen years in Syria, and. Um, he was uh, made reluctant a reluctant bishop uh, in, of Constantinople in 398, a move that involved him in imperial politics, and he um, he criticized the rich for not sharing their wealth, fought to reform the clergy, prevented the sale of ecclesiastical offices, and called for fidelity in marriage. And he encouraged practices of justice and charity. And as the Archbishop of Patriarch of Constantinople, he revised. The Greek liturgy, because John's sermons advocated change in their lives, and uh, some nobles and bishops worked to remove him from his diocese. He was twice exiled from his diocese, banished to Pythias. He died on the road. Uh, the Greek father of the church proclaimed doctor of the church in 451. Yeah, he was there for the Arian heresy, and you know, uh, he, he was one of the, the the big guns that was fighting that uh, battle at, back in at that time. Um, you know he has a lot of a lot of good statements from him that uh, that uh, you could find online and um, and he one of them is that he says that when you when you are before the altar where Christ reposes, you ought no longer to think that you are amongst men, but believe that there are troops of angels and archangels standing by you, trembling with respect before the sovereign Master of heaven and earth. Therefore, when you are in church. Be there in silence, fear, and veneration. St. John Chrysostom it gives us a good reminder that uh, we're not there among men. We're there amongst the the, uh, the troops of, of angels and archangels. So, uh, St. John Chrysostom, pray for us. Um, a great saint today. Great saint of the day. So, um, let's talk about this. Um, medical journals. Medical journals are, are funded by Big Pharma. So I'll just bring this up. And, um, you know, the, the, the medical community has long used scientific research 
to guide individual care industry protocols and what is known within the medical community as best practice or standard of care. With differing opinions about best treatment options, the final say often comes down to what clinical research says and, um, and what clinical research shows. So with documentation in peer-reviewed medical journals being the gold standard. However, <laughs> this is the entangled relationship between pharmaceutical companies and medical journeys, journals in growing, and it is skewing results in favor of pharmaceutical product use. And not only of the, um, not only a test, but we've talked about it on the show before that politicians are getting paid off, people from the CDC, people from the NIH, they're getting paid off by uh, Big Pharma to, to promote these, um, these um, the vaccines or these pharmaceuticals. And, um, you know, you, one thing you saw was um, the doctors, oh, and actually the CDC were um, disallowing doctors from, uh, from prescribing ivermectin, which was a known cure and had been successful in different parts of the country. I know like Korea used it when they had an outbreak of COVID. Uh, there was, it was being used in South America. And uh, so, but they limited in the, the, the doctors from, from uh, to using something that was, was working. So the whole, the whole thing, the whole reason behind it was because Pfizer was making their own brand of ivermectin and uh, they didn't stand to make money if people were using the, the real ivermectin. So it, it's just, it's so corrupt. It's, um, it just kind of disgusts me that uh, this is going on. Uh, 86% of clinical trials are funded by big pharma. Now there's a Dr. John Abramson. Uh, he's he stated that medical students and doctors are, are being taught the importance of using results of clinical trials to, to practice evidence-based medicine, but they're not being that 80, they're not being that 86% of those clinical trials are being funded by big pharma. So after the trials are completed, peer reviewers for journals only see summarized data without ever seeing the, the actual data from the clinical trials themselves. And um, a Harvard ethics professor, Marsha Angel, she's an MD, describes how pharmaceutical companies have a direct hand in the design, analysis, and publication of clinical trials and that academic physicians are nothing more than hired hands who carry out the trials as directed, then sign their names to the ghost-authored reports. And in addition to pharmaceutical companies funding peer-reviewed journals' articles, according to the British Medical Journal, 15.9% of medical journal editors are paid large sums of pharmaceutical, uh, large sums of by the pharmaceutical companies. In 2014, the British Medical Journal, the BMJ, published findings that the average mean general payment to journal editors from pharmaceutical companies was in the range of $27,941. You know, pretty decent money just to sign your name to something. And um, journal articles are now marketing machines. So in 2004, Richard Horton from the FRCP, um, um, F Med Sci, editor of the Lancet Medical Journal, he wrote, quote, journal articles have developed, devolved into information laundering operations for the pharmaceutical industry uh, for the, 
and former editor of the chief of New York, the New England Journal of Medicine, Dr. Angel accused the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical industry of becoming primarily a marketing machine. So uh, he said that uh, the medical profession is being bought by the pharmaceutical industry, not only in terms of the practice of medicine, but also in terms of teaching and research. The academic institutions of this country are allowing themselves to be paid agents of the pharmaceutical industry. And he says, I think that's a disgrace. Dr. Abramson has stated that skewed studies paid for the perf- and f- and paid for and performed by the pharmaceutical companies harm the public tremendously. Um, now there was the largest drug recall in history due to lack of data integrity. And this is why we're having problems of recalls and drugs that don't turn out to be as good as they say, Dr. Abramson says. He authored the book Overdosed America and the Broken Promise of American Medicine played a large role in the investigation of the painkiller Vioxx, which led to the largest drug recall in history after only five years on the market. A Vioxx safety panel found that the risk of serious health problems and and death among Vioxx patients was twice as high as in a group who took naproxen. I take naproxen. I kind of believe in it. It's It, it works well. Um, but, you know, the uh, the thing is that uh, you just can't trust these 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 pharmaceuticals companies. And uh, they've th- th- some of the doctors have, you know, some of these frontline doctors, they, they've complained about not being able to use their own knowledge and their own research and their own experience to, to, de- to, to be able to, um, you know, to prescribe whatever they want for their patients. And, um, you know, just during COVID and, and many of them got fired from their jobs because they weren't follow- following the, the prescribed protocol from the, from Dr. Fauci and, and, and his minions. So, this is uh this is some really uh, disturbing stuff. Uh, research published in the medical journal, uh, The Lancet, estimated that eighty eight thousand Americans had heart attacks after taking Vioxx, and thirty eight thousand of those resulted in death. And during trials against Vioxx manufacturing company Merck, it was revealed that researchers for Merck were aware of heart attacks before the study was published, but the information was left out of the manuscript. Um, NEJM issued an expression of concern calling into question the integrity of Merck's data due to inaccuracies and deletions. Despite gambles of big pharma, most of us still put our faith in the peer review process, confident that the scientific uh, method will guide us in the right direction, regardless of people's own bias. That was written by Fiota McDonald, the CEO of Science Alert. She said, unfortunately, the results provided to us by the scientific method are only as good as the editors that, that gatekeep them. So this is, uh, this is troubling. And, uh, you know, I, I, my, my best, my best uh, advice is to, is to stay healthy, to take your, your vitamins and get your, get your vitamin D, get in the sun, work out, and... Um, We'll be right back. I'm going to finish up on this, and then we'll move on to King Charles. We'll be right back. Jesus 911. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We are back. Jesus 911, one-man car. So I am a keen car today. My partner is uh, under the weather. So uh, he, he'll be back um, probably tomorrow. And I would just, we're talking about the, the medical journals that are funded by pharmaceutical industries. And um, I came across this that, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but, uh, you know, Pfizer was taken to court. And uh, on March 1st, the eagerly awaited new installment of, of the Pfizer documents was made publicly available thanks to the recent judicial ruling. 10,000 pages of a cache of over 450,000 of Pfizer biotech vaccine-related data, which the FDA relied upon to grant emergency use authorization, can now be reviewed. And, but the first wave of documents was released last November following a, a request from the plaintiff group, Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency, made up of over 30 scientists and medical professionals and academics led by Dr. Peter McCullough and represented by Aaron C. Siri, F. Siri, and Gilmstad, LLP, uh, last December, uh, there was an investigative report that showed that the trial site news reviewing uh, Pfizer's cumulative analysis of vaccine adverse events, a, sh- a shocking 38-page document, which was part of the first wave of released records. The document revealed over 1,228 deaths occurring after the administration of the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine with 42,000 86 individual cases reporting 158,893 vaccine adverse effect events, many of which were serious within a three-month period. Up until January, the FDA has been fighting a legal battle not to release the data in breach of the you know, FOIA law, and the agency dragged their feet and was willing to only produce 500 pages a month, meaning, do the math, meaning, the public would, would have to wait 75 years to see all the documents. So on January 6th, District Judge Justice Mark Pittman ordered FDA to publicly release all the Pfizer documents within eight months at a rate of 55,000 pages a month. So Pfizer's scrambling because they know they're, uh, you know, they're dirty. And, and um, they just, nobody wants to talk about the adverse effects, the deaths that have, have have been caused by this this fake uh, research and <clears throat> how they rolled that uh, the, the, you know the vaccine out so quickly, and it was just and it's it, it was a trial and uh, we are the guinea pigs, so uh, you know if you took your vaccine you know uh, don't take any more I would say uh, don't don't go out and get the bu- the booster because those and we'll talk in another segment. Um, what's happened to a lot of those people who are, are twice, three times, four times vaxxed. Um, let's move on to another story. King Charles. Isn't that funny? A guy hasn't had a job in 70 years and all of a sudden, you know, boom, you're the king. <laughs> so there's hope for some of you guys who aren't working. You know, the King Charles took over for his mother, Queen Elizabeth. And, um, but he's uh he's bad news, you know. Uh he's he's helped organize the original Great Reset meeting with the World Economic Forum during uh COVID nineteen. King Charles the Third, formerly Prince Charles, has given the strongest possible endorsement to radical Great Reset policies, 
in giving a speech to mark the launch of the project. LifeSite News uh, says that Queen Elizabeth's II's son, Charles, was who ascended the British throne in the wake of her death on Thursday, co-hosted the original meeting for the Great Reset, a totalitarian initiative of the World Economic Forum, the WAF. Uh, Chairman Klaus Schwab, which Chairman Klaus Schwab? We've talked about him, uh, an evil, evil man. In a video released uh, to mark the launch of the Great Reset, then Prince Charles, he warned that the Great Reset plan, which includes, quote, green policies that would suffocate businesses and individual freedoms worldwide, is a matter of urgency. I've been listening to that little girl Greta too much, right? Um, so we have no alternative because otherwise, uh, unless we take the, the action necessary, we build again. This is what he's saying. We build again in a greener and more sustainable and more inclusive way. Then we will end up having more pandemics and more disasters accelerating global warming and climate change, said Charles, parroting the refrain of the WF that major global interventions in business practices and consumption habits are needed to avert an impending disaster. And they've been using that global warming for years. Um, they've been saying that, you know, before the turn of the 21st century and that we were doomed. And look, here we are in the 2022 and we're perfectly fine. Um, yeah. Do, could could we clean up the environment? Uh, of course. You know, you, you look at the how polluted our streets and our beaches are and, you know, the air quality, especially here in California. But um but you know they're spending they're 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 re- receiving millions and billions of dollars for so-called research into this stuff and uh you know who knows where that money's going it could be you know funding covert operations it could be funding um just a, a whole slew of other uh nefarious activities from the the democratic party because they're the ones who are pushing it um so Charles proposed that the world seize the opportunity presented by the COVID-19 crisis as a clarion call of the WEF to create a more circular bioeconomy that gives back to nature as much as we take. He noted that this would involve net zero carbon emissions and the use of carbon pricing to achieve this end, a system whereby the external costs of greenhouse gas emissions are tied to their sources to a price, usually on the carbon dioxide Emitted. So these costs can be conceived as, as accounting for alleged consequences of climate change are far removed from emissions themselves as damage to crops and loss of property from flooding. But in 2019, uh, the UK became the first major economy to set a 2050 net zero carbon dioxide emissions target. The same proposed by the WEF in a challenge issued to the to their global business participants prior to their 2020 meeting. You know, my question is, why why don't they why don't they have the guts t- to uh, to talk to China about this? They they they, they produce some of the most uh, pollutants and the the emissions carbon dioxide emissions in the whole world, and nobody's telling them anything. Uh, you know, I, it, it makes you wonder. You know, uh, are they they're in the are we in the pocket of the of the China Chinese government? Is our president is he is he dirty? You know, is he is he bought and paid for? Um, 
But they'll they'll tell everybody else, but uh, they they won't tell the the biggest polluter of all to to uh, you know get in in line. And yet, you know, because they could put sanctions on them, they you know they're we're driving revenue to them with all the products we buy from China. And by the way, uh, if you can, you know, check check where the uh, the items you're buying are from. That's my that's my uh, my challenge to you. You know. If it's made in China, don't buy it. You're you're supporting their dream, their 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 country, their dictatorship. Uh, you you got to buy American and and uh, support the American countries here, uh, the small businesses especially. Um, I I really try to um, support the uh, veterans and their uh, their their businesses. So, in order to achieve this goal, the UK um, government. Um, the government's chief scientific advisor, he's encouraged the British public to reduce their meat intake. Oh boy, here we go. Reduce their meat intake. Now, what's what's a guy like me going to do? I, 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 you know, I love my steak. You know, last night I had tri-tip and I, I, they want us to uh, to eat that fake meat. And um, I, I ate, one time I ate at a vegan restaurant and uh, it made me sick, sick to my stomach. And you know, for those of you who are vegan, I'm not trying to knock you, but I just, it just, it, I couldn't take it. Um, so they want us to fly less often to cut national carbon output. They want us to do that, right? But, but these people, the, the Klaus Schwabs and the, and the big, the big wigs over at the WEF, they're flying around in jets, you know, um, they're, they're, they're not following what the, their mandates are. They're not, uh, practicing what they preach. In a further step, the UK's Climate Change Committee went so far as to criticize the government for omitting demands for dietary and travel restrictions as part of the 2030 climate change strategy. The committee proposed that individuals should cut their meat intake by around 20% before 2030 and further 15% within the following 20 years in order to convert the land used for meat and dairy farming into space for trees. I don't know if you've heard, but... um, a lot of farmers are being told to slaughter their their uh, livestock. Don't I can't confirm this, but uh, a um, uh, you know uh, a, someone who I know uh, works in a uh, in a restaurant uh, a store where restaurants come in and get their 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 food and their supplies and and so uh, a lot of them are t- are talking about this Thanksgiving there won't be any turkeys. I don't know if you've heard that. I, I, this is the first time I heard this. That uh, many of the turkeys were slaughtered, and um, and uh, the farmers are being paid to do this, so they're cutting down the the food uh, for us. Because once they once they control, you know, they control the food, they control the energy with the the gas and oil, um, and uh, then they control, you know, your rights, the gun rights, and and so you become needy, and then you you they've got you, you know that. You've got to come to them because you're starving. Uh, you have no no way to, to heat your um, your house during the winter. And uh, here in California, it's not that big a deal. But uh, but you know, can you imagine if you lived like in uh, in Idaho and uh, in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and it gets pretty cold over there. You know, Wyoming, Montana, you know, um, um, Alaska, so. It's you know good for good for thee not for me type of uh, behavior. Um, over here in um, in America or California, I should say, 
they had a if if you didn't know they been, we we just went through a heat um just a, about a week with about temperatures between 100 and 110 and uh our governor Gavin Grusom has he was uh, I should say Gavin Newsom he was getting slammed as a hypocrite after he was donning a fleece jacket and a hat while urging Californians not to use their air conditioning after 4 p.m. to save energy amid an unprecedented heat wave in the West. So he, in this in this um, ad, he appears to be sitting in an air conditioning room wearing wearing a fleece jacket and a hat uh, with the California Bear insignia on it. No, I was wearing in, in at home. I was wearing you know tank tops and shorts because it was so hot. And and for him to 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 be wearing a fleece jacket only means that he was in a a, a room that was that was cold that was cold enough that it warranted a jacket. So here again, another hypocrite, and um, he's telling us to keep our our the thermostats at seventy eight degrees <clears throat> and uh, no more. We'll be right back. Finish up this this topic on Char- King Charles. Be right back. I'll change the dial. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. One man car today. Um, we're talking about King Charles who uh, he's helped organize original, the original Great Reset with the meeting with the WEF during COVID-19. Um so one of the things that uh, that he's they're proposing is that uh, short of a government mandate, another major WEF proposal, and that's the World Economic Forum uh, proposal proposal endorsed by King Charles is carbon pricing. It would ultimately hurt the middle and lower classes by driving up the cost of business and thereby passing down expenses to consumers who would carry the burden of such green policies if businesses themselves aren't forced to shut down first. For lack of profit. Meanwhile, over uh, 1,100 scientists and professionals have signed a World Climate Declaration (WCD), declaring that there is no climate emergency. During, uh, they are arguing that carbon dioxide is not a pollutant; that natural as well as anthropogenic, anthropogenic, which it just means relating to or resulting from the influence of human beings on nature, anthropogenic pollutants. Uh, so anthropogenic factors cause global warming, that the, the warming is far slower than predicted and that such warming has not increased natural disasters. The Great Reset has been described by conservatives as a threat not only to economic welfare, but to the family. A life site reported one of the key themes of the reset is the LGBTI inclusion. Since uh, June 2020, the World Economic Forum has, has run such articles as Great Reset, Why LGBT Plus Inclusion is the Secret to Cities Post-Pandemic Success, and Why Being an LGBT Plus Ally Can Transform Lives, Yours Included. With Microsoft and Pepsi, they rolled out a program called Hour of Pride to propagate the LGBTQI. How many many letters? Is it just me, or or does that thing keep growing, the, the laundry list of letters there? Yeah, it may as well just put the whole alphabet there. Inclusion during the COVID-19 crisis. 
The WEF would ultimately co-op nations and their sovereignty with the help of political leaders such as the WEF young global leaders, Justin Trudeau and Emmanuel Macron from France, who uh, share the aims of the Great Reset. Those are those those two guys are, you know, they studied under under uh, Schwab. So they're his little puppets. Uh, if if not through outside pressure and influence, including the sh- the sway of wealthy mega corporations allied with the WEF. So what does the Great Reset look like? This is what it looks like. The people in charge doing whatever they want because they're in charge. Uh, no principle is universal. No standards evenly applied. Tucker Carlson, he, this is what he opined in 2020. The British monarchy has a long history of refraining from inter- interference with the decisions of parliament. And in fact, for the last several centuries, such interference has been very rare across the remaining monarchies of the world. However, British laws still require royal assent to go into effect, which will now be, come from King Charles III. King Charles, as well as his father, Prince Philip, have both attended Bilderberg meetings a highly secretive annual forum used by world elites since 1954 to further their vision for the world. Addressing the claim that the meetings are used to achieve a one-world government, Dennis Healy, a Bilderberg Group founder and steering committee member for 30 years, said in 2001, to say we were striving for a one-world government is exaggerated, but not wholly unfair. The Great Reset has been described by conservatives as a threat not only to economic welfare, but to the family. As uh, LifeSite reported, one of the key themes of the reset is LGBTI inclusion. Since June 2020, the World Economic Forum has run such articles as Great Reset, Why LGBT Inclusion is a Secret to Cities Post-Pandemic Success, and Why Being um, an LGBT Plus Ally Can Transform Lives, Yours Included, and... um, so this is, uh, this is pretty disturbing that, uh, this stuff is going on and, um, and King Charles is right in the middle of it. So, you know, I didn't, uh, I don't remember hearing anything from the queen when, when she was alive about this, uh, uh, about this stuff, but you know, they're not, um, they're not Catholics, you know, so, um, they are actually, um, modernist Freemasons. And, uh, so th- th- these kind of people, they can't be trusted. They're not. They're not going to the source that we're that we're going to. We're not. They're not. They're not praying to the same God when they're 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 trying to um, to push these things through. These are uh, you know many of atheists, and uh, they don't think that they 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 have this God syndrome, especially this this Klaus Schwab. They've got this God. Uh, syndrome thinking that uh whatever they say is good for for everybody and that they have like almost like they have uh, the divine um you know knowledge of, of of what's going on we just have to pray and we have to pray for for discernment pray for wisdom and uh, that we're not going to be we're not going to be swindled and and fall into the 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 fear uh, mongering and, and things that these these people are are promoting because you know the our the world is the world is coming to an end. That's we all know that. That's we don't know when it's going to happen, but things are speeding up. You know things that uh, we're seeing happen that uh, the Book of Revelation talks about, and it's it's uh, we just happen to be living this this time. You know, whoever thought that we would be seeing the things we're seeing 
in our government, you know, are taking away our freedoms and, and uh, rights. And, um, and then what's happening in our church, you know, because as the church goes, so goes the world. When our church is weak, the weak, the, the, the country is weak. Um, you know, there's less masses being said. There's a shortage in priests. So with that, um, you know, as, as we heard from Father Ripperger, that's why demonic activity is, is on the rise because less people praying, less masses being said. And um, so we have to go out there and do our part to, you know, to uh, do acts of reparation, do uh, penance, fasting and mortification so that, you know, our, our prayers are and stay in that state of grace. So our prayers are effective and efficacious for our families and and, you know, you men, you, you know, pray that you're going to be able to lead your families, you know, get get informed and uh, know your faith. You know, that's the key is to to know and to live your faith and to share your faith. But uh, it's got to come from you first. You know, you've that people have got to see you um, towing the line. You know, it's not enough to say, hey, d- you know, do this, do that to your children when they don't see you doing it, you know, uh, They've got to see you on your knees. They've got to see you, um, uh, you know, being the spiritual leader. Um, and that's, you know, actually your wife will love that. Being, uh, it, I, I would imagine, I guess I shouldn't just generalize, but most wives would love that, especially Catholic wives, is that to see you leading them in prayer and leading, getting them to church and confession and whatnot. So, Anyway, I was on my soapbox. Let's see. Let's talk. Let's switch gears and and talk about why people will keep dying unnecessarily unless we quit ha- harming them with the COVID jabs. You know, this is it's, uh, it's critically important. You know, for the public to understand that uh, the COVID vaccines are are the root cause of the high death rates, and that this is now a pandemic of the vaccinated. Do you remember? When Biden was saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, blaming it all on us who uh, I mean, we're getting blamed for everything, you know, where, uh, you know, where we're MAGA, we're uh, we're just extremists, uh, terrorists, you know, our mothers in school who go complain, you know, they're, they're put on the terrorist watch list. Um, so here we are. Here we go again. You know, now. um but we're seeing these more and more people dying that have been vaccinated. Um, what's Joe Biden like four times vaxxed, you know, so they say, and, uh, he's, he's had COVID. I can't even count how many times. In fact, he, he got it twice in like the two weeks. So, um, just recently now is the time for all sane people. That's the key word. There is sane people, uh, to see the truth that COVID vaccines are killing people. Believing the propaganda from government, media, and drug companies. There's been a profound change in the nature of the COVID pandemic. Over 1 million have already been declared dead from COVID. And with more than 500 dying every day in the U.S., nearly all vaccinated. It's critically important for the public to understand that the COVID vaccines are the root cause of the high death rates. But remember, when COVID started, um, they were labeling everything COVID death, you know, because hospitals were getting paid to put that on the death certificate. And if they happened to go on a ventilator, the hospitals were getting paid uh, something like $39,000 for 
for everyone that's on a ventilator. So those numbers, I, I can't trust the numbers, but um, but the more recent ones now, I, I think I'm, I'm I can uh, I can bite off on some of these newer numbers that are coming out. Um, vaccine shots have now been shown to cause substantial blood damage and also wreck immune systems. This explains why we have a pandemic of the end of the vaccinated. Note that more Americans have died in 2020 than in the years when there was little or no vaccination in 2020 and 2021. Uh, so in other words, the vaccines have produced more deaths, thus defining the pandemic of the vaccinated. Makes sense to me. Hundreds of thousands of Americans have died from the vaccines and many vaccine deaths are they're buried in category in the category of COVID deaths. So they're not mentioning that it's a vaccine related death. It's just saying, no, it's COVID. So there are different kinds of uh, lethal uh, vaccine consequences. First, some people die soon after getting a shot from heart attacks, strokes, or heart inflammation. Some victims, especially younger men, often die soon after getting a shot. Uh, there are countless news accounts of healthy young men, often athletes, dying soon after a shot. And, you know, what's troubling is that these, these athletes, there's a lot of soccer players and rugby players, professional best shape of their lives they're going down they're having to they're, they're dying they're having strokes heart attacks and they are having to retire because their heart is not isn't working okay last segment coming up uh, we'll change that dial grab another cup of coffee and we'll be right back Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We are back. Jesus 911. One man car. 108 for Jesus and uh we're we're talking about the the people who are dying from the jabs from the from COVID and it's uh it's now a, a a pandemic of the uh, vaccinated, and um, you know I'm looking at the at the chat at some of the some of the postings. Yeah, there. They, so, uh, one of our listeners posted that don't don't forget that loved ones were were not allowed in the hospitals. No witnesses to to what occurred with the patients, and um, yeah, there was a a friend of mine, and you know uh, Jamie Arakawa, God rest his soul. He uh, he passed away from from COVID, and uh, his wife is a nurse. Uh, bless her heart, and uh, she uh, would go to the, the local hospital down the street from where I'm at right now. You know, um, and uh, she would uh, at seven o'clock she'd be praying a rosary there outside his window because they wouldn't let her in, and she could see in, and, she, and you know it was starting to get dark outside, so she they couldn't see her, but she could see in, and. Uh, there were times when she'd see some uh, that he was choking. And he was, you know, he's on a ventilator, and um, you know they were feeding him and and feeding too was backed up, and you know it was just, and she would get on the phone and call up, and the nurses, you know, she, you know, chew them out to to make them attend to to his needs, you know, and uh, it. You know, I'm not, not all hospitals are the same and, uh, you know, 
some some nurses not all nurses are the same but you know you'd like to think that they're all they they care about the patients and i have i have several um nieces that are that are nurses and they're very good um and they they're very uh they take well well take good care of their patients but uh but in any case and, and, and during covid uh we, we we heard a lot about that 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 uh patients weren't being taken care of and um they weren't families were complaining that they couldn't see their their loved ones and um and then another one posted um Brenda posts uh, a friend from high school. Her 41-year-old son got his jabs after she begged him not to. There was no heart disease or heart problems in their families. Her son got the jabs and recently had another booster. He ended up having a heart attack and died last week at age 41. I mean, this is, I read this because this is not uncommon. And, you know, I hear about it from people all the time that, uh, you know, their parents, they got sick. They died. Uh, loved ones, younger, young folks like the one I just read, and um, it's not. It's it doesn't have to happen, folks. It doesn't have to happen. It's it's that fear that they instilled in in uh, in most people that uh, that because you still see people walking around the stores with masks on, and that's that's brainwashing. That's just training people that to they they need to have this cover covering to to. Mm-hmm live their lives and uh it it really makes me makes me laugh when i see guys on a, a motorcycle with a mask on or guys people in cars driving by themselves you know anyway um there so there're different consequences to the vaccine um in june of 2022 this was reported according to international olympic committee data an average of 29 athletes under the age of 35 suffered sudden death per year from 1960. Okay, 29 athletes under the age of 35 suffered sudden death per year from 66, 1966 to 2004. From March 2021 to March 2022, one year, 769 athletes have died or suffered cardiac arrests. Odds are that they were compelled to get vaccinated. So, you know, um, God bless that tennis player, Jokan Nokovic, or, who refused to get uh, vaccinated. There even there's even a t- I'm not a tennis uh, fan, uh, uh, but I I do you know I love champions and he's a champion, and he's championing this cause for uh, freedom from what goes into his body, and he wasn't allowed to play at a certain ten- you know tennis tournament um, overseas, but now that the, the t- Tournaments coming as a tournament coming to to the United States, and they're not going to let him play because he's unvaccinated. This thing's you know it's over. I don't understand why they're still enforcing this. This is it, it's criminal. And and uh, when he when he sees things like this, why would he want to put something in his 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 body, something so lethal like this? Um, and you know, and some of you have who have been forced to get vaccinated. You know, um, God bless you. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not. You know, I, I was, I'm not in your situation, so I'm not, I'm not demeaning you. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, it doesn't affect everybody the same way. Okay. Or maybe I've, been, I've read that some batches of some doses are more potent and they had more uh, spike proteins in them. So 
Well, we'll see. So let's go on with this uh, this article. It says that uh, local ABC news station posted a request on Facebook for people to share their stories of unvaccinated loved ones that died. They wanted to make a news story on this. What happened was totally unexpected. In five days' time, over 250,000 people posted co- comments, but not about unvaccinated loved ones. All the comments talk about vaccinated loved ones that died shortly after being injected or that are disabled for life. The 250,000 comments reveal a shocking death wave among the population and the heart-wrenching suffering these injections are causing. So this is given in the most impressive, quote, the vaccine death report, evidence of millions of deaths and serious adverse events resulted from the experimental COVID-19 injections, end quote. This was produced in September 2021. The numbers would be much higher today. The following also appeared in this key report. This alarming data leads world experts like the Nobel Prize winner in medicine, Dr. Luc Montagnier, to issue a grave warning that we are currently facing the greatest risk of workload, excuse me, work, worldwide genocide in the history of humanity. Even the inventor of the mRNA technology, Dr. Robert Malone, warns against these injections that are using his technology. The uh, situation is so severe that former Pfizer vice president and chief scientist, Dr. Mike Eden, came forward to warn humanity for these extremely dangerous injections. One of his best-known videos is titled A Final Warning. Another world-renowned scientist, Gert Vandenbosch, former head of the Vaccine Development Office in Germany and chief scientific officer at UNIVAC, also risks his name and his career by bravely speaking out against the administration of the COVID shots. The vaccine developer warns that the injections are compromised, can compromise the immunity of the vaccinated, making them vulnerable for every new variant. The summary was also given in the death report. A study of the University of San Francisco or Salk Institute shows that the, the vaccines turn the human body into spike protein factory, making trillions of spikes that cause blood clots, which cause strokes and heart attacks. Another study confirms how the vaccines can cause deadly blood clots that in turn cause heart attacks and strokes. The New England Journal of Medicine shows how the jabs cause heart inflammation. And the same journal published a study about the dramatic increase of miscarriages. Several studies prove the reality of antibody-dependent enhancement. Also, the occurrence of infertility and reduced sperm count is confirmed. Lastly, a study showed that the injections cause cancer. In other words, many vaccine deaths take place months or years after the vaccination. Also in the report, this is accounting for vaccine deaths in Israel. The Israeli People's Committee is a team of doctors, attorneys, criminologists, epidemiologists, and academic researchers. They determined to perform an investigation, inquiry, and exposure for the benefit of the public. Although they're a relatively unknown group, they still received 3,754 reports including 480-plus deaths as of August 5, 2021. The IPC states that these numbers represent only 2 to 3% of the true prevalence in the population, which means that the number of deaths in Israel is around 48,000 and adverse events around 375,400. So also in Israel, statistics from World Meters Info shows a massive spike in deaths when the vaccination started, before the immunizations began, there were hardly any daily COVID deaths in Israel. Once the vaccinations began, the daily death toll rose from one to three to 75 to 100 deaths a day. 
That's in Israel. Israel was one of the most vaccinated countries. You know, you know, I will probably never go there again. But uh, you know, you couldn't go in with without a vaccination. You couldn't you couldn't leave without having the vaccination. It was it was terrible. So uh, in a- April 2022, medical uh, article found this: a new study by Israeli researchers and published in Nature has re- revealed an increase of over 25% in cardiovascular-related emergency calls in the young adult population following the rollout of COVID vaccines among both males and females. No similar increase was found due to COVID infection alone. Uh, let's see. Um, there's uh, the, the association between the volume of cardiac arrest and the acute coronary syndrome EMS calls in the 16 to 39 year old population with potential factors, including COVID-19 infection and vaccination rates. So it's a 25% increase um, was detected. And um, this is, this is going on uh, all over the country folks. And in uh, Israel's finally showing some of their stats, but um, uh, here they're saying that uh, some of these stats are still skewed. They're still very, uh, um, they're not showing the, the full impact so the viewpoint is supported by many reports of high levels of excess deaths that do not result from COVID infections. There are also many reports from insurance companies in the U.S. and Germany of unusual high death rates among working age adults, the vast majority of whom were vaccinated. Um, and the last thing I'll say is in August of 2021, about 18.9% of COVID deaths occurred among the vaccinated. Six months later in February 2022, that proportional percent of deaths had increased to more than 40%. It's likely much higher now. So, I mean, I can go on and on. There's more and more data coming out in Canada, British Columbia. And uh, 73% uh, of people dying now uh, in in those areas have had at least one booster shot. So, folks, you know where we stand on the vaccine. Um, You know, Jesse and I, we never took it, you know, more, more along the lines of, of religious beliefs, you know, you don't want to have anything to do with anything that was tainted with um, abortions. But I don't want to put anything foreign in my body, you know. I, you know, I take my vitamins D, I take my zinc, I take my vitamin C, B, uh, you know, and, and I, I suggest that you do the same thing. You you take the natural remedies to keep yourself healthy. Uh, don't buy into the, the propaganda that, that these vaccines, they're trying to help you. They're not, okay? Pray, pray some more, and don't worry. Uh, thank you for listening. You've been listening. This is Jesus 911. Stay tuned for Hands-On Apologetics with Gary Bishuda, the Midwest Command Center. God love you. Keep the faith. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. Virgin most powerful, pray for us. <laughs>